It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you missed any of my talk radio breakfast show, don't worry. We've put some of the punchiest bits of this morning's show into a bite-sized podcast. The Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. Enjoy. We have a different sort of ethos, don't we, in this country in terms of, you know, what not, not wanting to sort of order people, as Prime Minister said, you know, we're a liberal democracy uh, and, and actually wanting uh, us to uh, uh, perhaps, you know, do this voluntarily where it's possible. And again, we are behind the curve in terms of Italy and France, in terms of the number of cases. Shutting the schools is something you do as a last resort, but also something that you do only after you've got enough of a spread. Because again, we are needing enough people to get this long term uh, for there to be eventually some kind of herd immunity. Well, look, let's talk about the implications of this with Lord Andrew Adon. He's a former Labour Education Minister. Good morning to you, Andrew. Good morning, Julia. Uh, now, you, of course, you worked in the Les Policy Unit. You're an architect of the Ac- Academy's policy. You, you were a minister for, for three years on this particular field. Um, this, is, this is not a decision that's been taken lightly to close the schools. The impact is going to be huge, um, not least for those, uh, particularly those on lower incomes, far more likely to be able to work from home if you've got what, a higher paid job than if you're in a lower paid job, even if skeleton staff are kept on for key workers, the NHS, the police, delivery drivers and the like, and vulnerable children. The impact of this is going to be huge on the economy and on ordinary families. Uh, you're completely right, Julia, but we need to be very practical today. There'll be lots of, uh, of young people and their parents who will want to know answers to very specific questions. And can I just put three to you, which are hugely important, which uh, I hope we'll also discuss with the Education Secretary when he comes on. Firstly, Year 11 students who want to stay on into the sixth form and have to get certain GCSE grades to do so. What should happen, I think, is that all Year 11s should have the right to stay on in their school sixth form or get a guaranteed place at their FE yeah. college. That's that's fifth uh, year, if, the year you take your GCSEs yeah, in old money, right. just to clarify issue that. Issue two is, of course, uh, all young people who've got university offers with conditional offers. Now, I think the, the right and indeed only viable course now is to deem those students to have got their offers and give them the places and then the universities need to work out the consequentials they might have to shift places around between universities and so on but i think young people have got to have the certainty of knowing what's going to happen in october the offers have been made usually on the basis of predicted grades and so it looks to me to be a rough and ready uh, matter of justice that they should have those offers given and then the third one which goes to the poorest students and their families that you've just mentioned a lot of uh, children are dependent on free school meals indeed for many it's the only way that they actually get a decent meal reliably i think the right thing to do in the circumstances is to give a straight addition to child benefit for all parents who've got children on free school meals something like 50 quid a month so that they have the extra resources 
to provide for their children. Now, uh, the Education Secretary said yesterday that schools would still be able to continue providing meals, and I think that's great if they do so. But it's very important that children aren't going hungry because of the coronavirus. Yeah, because I do think we need to accept, and again, I know everyone likes to think that everyone wants best for their children, but they don't. We know there are some parents who, who, who don't spend their money on, on their children. They'll rather spend it on other things. And we're going to have to worry. You can give an extra 50 quid a month to some parents, and those children are still not going to get a healthy meal. Uh, for a lot of them, you know, a, a school is, is not just where they get education and they get a hot meal it's where they escape from home life well i completely agree and uh, the education secretary yesterday appeared to leave a letter out on this saying that uh, schools could provide meals now, i'm not sure quite how that's going to work as soon as you start thinking about it are you going to open the schools just for the purpose of providing lunches what does that mean for people who can get infected and so on i think that's going to be a very difficult policy to make work uh, I do, though, uh, entirely agree with your point that there are many uh, children for whom uh, their families aren't uh, a great and uh, reliable way of getting meals. And it may be the voluntary groups can help, but at least if the parents have additional financial resources, which is roughly equivalent to what the schools were getting to provide the meals, that leaves them uh, with at least the resources they need. Yeah, indeed. I mean, we, we know that uh, you know a huge number of children do rely on this. Uh, the government also said that they wanted to uh, leave the school open with the skeleton staff for key workers' children and also those the most vulnerable children. Who do they mean by this? Well, I assume they mean children at serious risk, particularly uh, in cases where you've got children in care or in danger of going into care. Uh, and uh, special needs children who's, who have very high incident special needs that can only be met in schools uh, and of course residential schools and you've got special needs residential schools where this applies to there'll be but we, and we'll be talking if you aggregate all these cases we'll be talking about um, hundreds of thousands of children uh, nationwide so all of this needs to be worked through and i think our guiding principle needs to be the best interests of the child uh, reconciled as practically as we can with limiting the spread of the disease Absolutely. Lord Andrew Dernis, former Labour Education Minister, really appreciate your uh, uh, thoughts on that. Thank you very much indeed. Talk Radio Breakfast with Julia Hartley-Brewer and The Times. Know your times. Let's talk to Dr. Elisabetta Grappelli, who's a virologist and lecturer in global health. Good morning to you, Elisabetta. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. Uh, we've seen a, a very big rise in the UK's COVID-19 cases uh, in the last 24 hours, up to 670, uh, sorry, up by 676 to 2,626. 104 dead, that's up 33. Third of those cases in London. Um, it's kind of all got a bit more real, hasn't it? We are now undoubtedly on that very steep upward curve uh, in terms of the graphs we've all been seeing in, in, in recent uh, days and weeks. Um, the Prime Minister talked about a game change or the possibility uh, of, uh, of some sort of uh, test that could uh, actually uh, test for antibodies that could be coming soon. Um, how soon do you think we're going to get to those sort of tests? How soon do you think we're going to be able to test the whole population? Uh, and, and how soon before we are going to get towards a vaccine? Well, um, these are all uh, questions that have a, an answer that can shift very quickly. So the testing at the moment still relies on a, on a very high-tech test, which is performed not only by Public of England, but also by NHS labs. So this has uh, massively increased the capacity. However, uh, in terms of for uh, increasingly more, it, 
more work will be will be required also in terms of staffing and in terms of uh, reagents to perform this this high molecular test there are trials going on in terms of uh, validating uh, rapid tests that could give an answer uh, quicker and this are, would tell you if you have uh, an ongoing infection for example there are the the transformational tests that have been mentioned by the chief medical officer actually uh, refer to those tests that allow to check if your immune system has a memory of the infections. And this test will be extremely crucial because they will be able to tell us how many people have protective immunity, so have, have come into contact with the virus, and so they can give us a, a retrospective idea of cases, but also how strong our population is in terms of not becoming infected. And the chief medical officer has, uh, has felt out that this is uh, currently being done by the Public Health England research and development teams. Timing, difficult, as much as uh, um, vaccines. We heard that uh, a, a new uh, product is being tested now for safety in humans because it's been fast-tracked. And this is fantastic news uh, if we think that we are only months into since we identified uh, yes. this, uh, uh, this pathogen. However, uh, fast-tracking, Still needs to be checked for safety uh, in human beings, but also for efficacy. And therefore, we are still talking uh, 12 months, 18 months before we've got this crucial weapon in our arsenal. And, and would we realistically need to be staying in lockdown if, when, if and when that happens formally? And it looks like it could be in London as early as tomorrow, and the military being called in, full lockdown of the capital city. Uh, would, would we be kept at home for months on end? Realistically, you can't keep people at home for 18 months. People aren't, people aren't going to be able to cope with it. The economy won't cope with it. Is, is that the expectation or is it likely that we will be able to sort of have some sort of release from this quarantine in the next few weeks? I think uh, as an Italian, I can uh, speak almost directly about the situation that my, my family and friends have been uh, describing to me. It is a lockdown, but uh, life uh, needs to go on. And, uh, and, and although people are working from home as much as possible, uh, manufacturing is still going on with a special dispensation from the, from the armed forces as well and, and documents that need to be carried as you go and perform and keep, keep uh, society and the economy uh, alive without uh, uh, keeping the spread, however, uh, as, as low as possible. And uh, groceries, you know, obviously if we are in lockdown, complete lockdown, you still need to eat. And therefore the, um, the Italian approach has been that to um, stagger, for example, the, the number of people that can access a, a supermarket at, at any one time, and also maintaining physical distances in queues. Uh, I have seen uh, pictures from my parents that uh, queues that kept uh, two meters between, between people, and that only uh, two people at the same time from the same family can go to the supermarket uh, at the same time. So it's, it is a lockdown, but life needs to go on. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Elisabetta Grappelli, a virologist and lecturer in global health. You are listening to The Breakfast Show on Talk Radio. Talk Radio Breakfast with Julia Hartley-Brewer and The Times. Know your times. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Uh, but let's talk about where well, an awful lot of people are going to be stuck at home after schools are closed on Friday until all further notice. No GCSEs, no A-level exams this summer. Well, let's talk about this uh, with the Education Secretary, Gavin Williamson, who joins us now. Good morning to you. Morning, Julia. I can I'm, imagine. Yeah, okay. I'm very well. Thank you so much for asking. Um, I think this is a decision that no education ever thought he would be making, certainly during peacetime. Why did you make the decision to close schools until further notice? Well, you're certainly right. This is a decision I'd have never wanted to have made. Uh, The only reason that we're doing this is because the medical and scientific advice has said that by doing this, it reduces the spread uh, of the virus. And we all recognise we need to be doing absolutely everything that we can do to reduce the spread, uh, preserve life and make sure people stay as healthy as possible. I mean, has this actually rather been led by the schools, by the teachers, by the pupils being taken out of school, some already unwell, that actually this was inevitable anyway? Well, um, we've always taken the view that we've got to be led by the scientific and medical advice. Uh, I've seen right around the country uh, teachers uh, and and head teachers and all their support staff doing an amazing job keeping schools going when uh, uh, teachers have been uh, poorly and uh, they've had to uh, self-isolate themselves and an increasing number of children who are also sadly having to self-isolate. But this is a decision that's based on uh, on the science, making sure that we just do everything we can do to reduce that spread. Okay. And I think it's the right thing to do, though um, it's it's just such the last thing I ever thought I would ever have to well, do as education the, secretary. The knock-on effect for, for the parents, especially primary school-aged children, but also for those who are perhaps like me, I've got a 13-year-old, I don't have to worry about the childcare, but uh, if you've got a child who's taking GCSEs or A-levels this summer, this is going to be devastating. Children are working incredibly hard for those exams. You've said quite categorically there will be no uh, exams this summer, but children are going uh, to get the exam results that they, des- well, they're going to get the qualifications they deserve. How is that going to work? 
Well, we are going to be uh, issuing uh, details of how that works tomorrow. Uh, we've already had uh, outline discussions with uh, uh, te- head teachers' unions and unions, as well as most importantly, uh, Ofqual, uh, the university sector, uh, and the examining boards as to how we're going to approach this. We'll be releasing all the details uh, tomorrow as to how this is going to be done, how this is going to be approached. We recognise that the best system to do is to have the exam system as we would always uh, always have had and we will uh, always have in the future. Uh, but we have to recognise that this is about stopping the spread of a virus. We need to put measures in place, but I will be doing everything I can to ensure that children are treated fairly, they get the grades uh, that are fair to them, and there is a proper and fair appeals process. So if they do not think that's right, they have the opportunity to make sure that that's redressed. Okay, so as someone who, sort of thing I'd have done, did uh, very badly in their mock exams, been predicted low grades, says, actually, I think I could have got a load of higher grades. They will be able to appeal and perhaps prove that they deserve a higher grade. Yeah. Well, um, we, we're going to be bringing out further details tomorrow okay. as to how this right. is going to be sort of de- dealt with. But we do recognise there'll be some people, such as yourself, uh, that maybe haven't performed as uh, 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 brilliantly well just before the exams and then did absolutely smashed the exams out of the park. And and we need to be thinking about how do we create an option for okay. those children. And that's what we're doing. And that's what we're going to be unveiling uh, tomorrow. Well, let's talk about the, the skeleton staff uh, being staying on in schools uh, to help out key workers uh, and also the most vulnerable children. Can you tell us first, who are those key workers? And also, what do you define as a vulnerable child? Okay, so... Firstly, in terms of the key workers, there'll be the full details that will be coming out later today of all those occupations that are covered. But just to give you a flavour and an idea, we recognise that uh, uh, all those people who are working within the NHS, and not just the doctors and nurses, uh, are absolutely key to making sure that hospitals and surgeries uh, function at the full capacity that we need them to be uh, functioning at. We need to recognise the fact that if we are to support the hospitals, we need to be able to ensure that teachers are able to uh, come into school and able to provide that uh, critical support for those uh, NHS workers' children in order for them to be able to get there. But we also recognise the fact that it's going to be about distribution drivers as well. So it's quite a broad range of, of of occupations, but we can't cover every single person in this country. And we have to recognise the reason that we're going to have to, uh, we're having to, re- you know, cut, sort of close the schools and make sure there's only a small number of people who are going into that. It's all about reducing this pandemic. Incredibly hard decisions that no one would have wanted to make, but we're having to make in order to be able to combat this virus and okay. make sure it doesn't combat us. And just finally, uh, and very briefly, please, um, uh, the free school meals, uh, children, uh, there are, look, there are a huge number of children. It's the only hot meal they get or, uh, during a, a, a school day. Let's uh, talk about, you mentioned in, in the comments yesterday, vouchers for those children. How are we going to make sure those children do get that meal they so need? Yeah, well, we're going to be issuing uh, uh, vouchers from next week. Then we'll be moving to a more permanent system because we don't know how long that this situation is going to 
continue for. But we are already working with our regional school commissioners and the local education authorities about uh, how can we use as many of the kitchens as possible within schools in order to be able to provide uh, uh, hot meals for some of those children who are absolutely the most vulnerable. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, uh, Gavin Williamson, Education Secretary, uh, First Education Secretary, since wartime uh, to have to close schools, uh, schools closing on Friday until further notice. Um, that means realistically children are not going to be back at school. Talk Radio Breakfast with Julia Hartley Brewer, weekday mornings from 6.30 on Talk Radio. Right, scary about the idea of uh, the, the army being put on our streets. This is, though, about protecting us and helping I- emergency services. Um, in, in terms of the sorts of roles that, that, that the military can play, what, where are the crucial aspects where they, they can play a really life-saving role? Well, I think uh, rather, rather than scary, I understand what you're saying, but rather than scary, I actually think it, people will find it pretty reassuring to know that the army is, again, as with the flooding and the Olympic security a few years back is stepping up to help the civilian community. And uh, and I think the, some of the key roles that they could be needed for, obviously they're already involved in helping with emergency planning, which is an army or military specialisation, uh, helping local local authorities and central government with, lo- with uh, emergency planning. That's been going on for a little while. Um, in addition, I think, you know, more, more large-scale uh, tasks are likely to include things like... Um, logistics and you know we've already heard we were hearing yesterday in the news that the uh, the nhs is is very short of personal protection equipment my understanding is that is not because it doesn't exist but it but the logistics system to get it out where it's needed is is not working well so they could for example um manage not just driving trucks but actually manage and organize logistics where they were failing for one reason or another in a either a creaking nhs or other other important parts of the community then or of the of authorities etc then I, I think there are things like um uh, releasing in in more dire situations perhaps releasing armed police from uh, guarding nuclear power stations and guarding mod facilities releasing those people mod police and and civil nuclear constabulary to to join the the regular armed police to provide additional armed officers on the street if they were needed um, let's say in the event of a, a, a breakdown of law and order somewhere or indeed of a, of a major terrorist attack at this at this time, which either of which are, are possibilities and things like prisons. I think once, you know, once the virus, if the virus does get loose in some prisons, we will see serious situations there. Um, and while it would probably not be ideal to get soldiers to directly guard prisoners, it's certainly they could release prison officers from external duties, from not prisoner-facing duties, to yeah. to to boost those the, the numbers up there. Do you see? Uh, you talked about a possible breakdown of law and order. We've already seen people, uh, you know, panic buying and 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 stock uh, stockpiling and hoarding in a really un I would say uncivil fashion for their fellow uh, fellow members of society. Do you see a time though, particularly if we do end up, say, capital city going into lockdown, the epicenter of the virus right now, that actually some people are, are going to ignore the rules and there is going to have to be a, a military brought onto the streets uh, to to protect people and they, maybe from looting of shops that have been closed down uh, or indeed just to make sure that, that people you know obey the rules when they're brought in about how we queued you know meters apart for a supermarket shop yeah i mean i think obviously 
Uh, as my understanding is, those incidents so far have been pretty few and far between, thankfully. But, but so it far. could get a lot worse. Yes, so far. It could get a lot worse as a very unknown situation develops. I think in, in those sort of tasks, um, it will be a, a weapon of last resort to use the army. And they, would, they could easily be used, of course, for other um, policing duties, not directly involved in such real, really tense situations to release police officers who are doing other things um, to, to be able to do this themselves. But, of course, if ultimately if the police, um, let's say they suffer significantly from the virus or, or you know, in other situations, then, yeah, of course, the army could do those roles and are trained to do things like that and have plenty of experience in it. But, of course, that would be, I think, you know, police, senior police officers, the government and the army itself would not, be keen rightly in, in putting the army into those situations where it's absolutely vital. Colonel Richard Kemp, very much appreciate you joining us, a retired British Army officer. Welcome to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you missed any of my talk radio breakfast show, don't worry. We've put some of the punchiest bits of this morning's show into a bite-sized podcast, the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. Enjoy. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.